0: So it turns out about 73% of Republicans in a brand new poll want Donald Trump at the debates. Of course they do. (laughs) Otherwise, otherwise they're going to fall asleep halfway through. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republican, man. I'm so excited for this debate. I can't even believe it. First of all, we'll get to the news there. Yes. Yes, I know that Donald Trump is going to be arrested on Thursday. Yes, I know that Donald Trump's going to be fingerprinted and mugshotted and maybe even handcuffed. I know that Donald Trump, uh, the bail has already been set. Can you imagine that? They've already set bail for this guy at $200,000, which, I mean... It doesn't seem like, a, I think it's too much, but also it doesn't seem like enough. Um, I'll explain what I mean by that here uh, in just a little while. Uh, well, anyway, thank you so much for joining me today. Yesterday was Listless Vessel Day. You may remember the podcast was all about Ron DeSantis turning on Donald Trump supporters and calling them listless vessels. It was reminiscent of the Hillary Clinton deplorable remark. It was reminiscent of Joe Biden claiming that when Texas and was it Tennessee or Mississippi, I don't know, some southern red state. When um when those states lifted their mask mandates, he said that it was neanderthal thinking, which again, I'm going to be honest with you. Joe Biden accusing anybody of neanderthal thinking is this is a guy who is led by his nose. This is a guy who if it's ice cream, will drop everything to attack it. This is a guy who can't even say any like multisyllabic words are not a friend to Joe Biden. Steps, bicycles, walking sometimes is trouble for Joe Biden. So for him to accuse anyone of being a Neanderthal, I think is just uh, pretty rich. But also, so you got the Neanderthal moment, the deplorable moment, and now you've got the listless vessel moments. And yesterday during the show, I think somebody on the stream may have said, why don't you do a shirt where it says, you know, all these things with like a check mark?" And you can just check the box, like, yes, I'm all of these things. And I thought it was a great idea. And whenever I hear a great idea like that, I jump on it. So I spent all night last night, a little bit of time this morning, getting together what I like to call the listless vessel collection. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you go right now to markkshop.com, you can peruse and purchase for yourself a T-shirt or a hoodie. We have, uh, oh, in honor, of, uh, in honor of my producer, Hannah, who's pregnant, we have a baby onesie now that you can get. There's an apron because you know what I find is more and more, and I don't know if it's because I'm older or just more careless, but more and more when I'm grilling or cooking something in the kitchen, which is every day, I get grease. I got grease spots on my shirt. You know, like I always get grease on my shirt. So I'm I'm now into aprons. That's my new thing. I I, I don't know what, there comes a point in time where, I guess you know what it is. My clothes never were this nice. I think the, you know, the more successful you become, the longer you've been working, the more money you make, you know, that you get, you buy clothes and they're nicer. I mean, after these, I mean, look, I'm not buying like, you know, this isn't like a Gucci shirt or anything. I got on the internet, it's still like a Western shirt. But anyway, but I like it and I don't want to ruin it. Uh, so I'm, I'm really into aprons because I get more and more grease stains on my, you know what, This you don't care about any of this. What you care about is that if you go to markkshop.com, You can look at the entire listless vessel collection. It says, uh, here's what it says. It says, it says deplorable check. It says Neanderthal check. It says listless vessel check. And then it says Catriot with the American flag and a big check mark and uh, the Marqueso logo on the back of all the items. So go grab one today. I don't know how many, I don't know how these things go out of stock really quickly. In fact, by the end of the day, someone's going to call me and say, why are all the white tank tops out of stock or I tried to get the I tried to get the camouflage and it's all gone because these things well they go quickly. Markkshop.com to get your listless vessel collection uh, today. All right, speaking of listless vessels, so Ron DeSantis is going to be at this debate. Chris Christie is going to be at this debate. Vivek is going to be at the debate. Oh, by the way, did you see Vivek Ramaswamy playing tennis? This guy. I'm going to be honest with you. The more I think about it, and you know, the, the, the jury's still out on Vivek Ramaswamy. He's saying all the right things and he's appearing on all the right shows and he's going to aisle. He's rapping on stage. He's, he's shaking hands and, and, uh, and kissing babies and all that kind of stuff. But he's, he's dropping some thirst traps with this tennis video. He dropped a video yesterday on his, on his Twitter, his ex, and it's him in a pair of shorts, topless, playing tennis, but not playing tennis the way you or I would play tennis. I mean, I'm being honest with you. I don't play tennis. <laughs> I play pickleball. I'm like, you know what? I'm all about the pickleball. It's a short court. I don't have to run too hard. It's basically like a. It's basically like an like a large ping pong table. Uh, I'm, I'm all about the pickleball. But Vivek Ramaswamy, he is all in. He is all in on, uh, all in on, on playing tennis and doing it in a way that just may, I mean, it's, it's crazy. He's, he's trying, I don't know if he's running for president or if he's like auditioning for Mr. Universe. Cause he's showing off of his chest and his muscles and his arms and he's running around and he wants you to know that he is super athletic and he is super about, I mean, he is just, he's just so fit as a fiddle. And, and he labeled it three hours of debri- dev- debate prep Which, again, leads me to believe he's not actually in it to win it. He's in it to become a more famous political uh, pundit. He's in it to become a more famous or a more, I guess you would say, renowned. Maybe a more, uh, you know, uh, I guess you would say, what's the word I'm looking for? A more, why can't I think of the word? Anyway, you know, what it is he's trying to he's trying to increase his value in the marketplace. Basically, he doesn't really care about being president. Um, but Chris Christie is he's all in it, man. Chris Christie believes he's going to win this thing. Chris Christie announced yesterday that he will he will be the Republican nominee for president. That's Chris Christie. He will be the Republican nominee for president. And he's going to and he's going to beat everybody else. And he's excited for this debate because he thinks this is going to be his first time to shine. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Chris Christie going to be the nominee for president. I don't, however, believe that Chris Christie is going to have a bad debate performance. I believe that Chris Christie, because he has nothing to lose, and those are usually the people that win, is going to attack Ron DeSantis full on. I believe he's going to attack uh, other people on the stage, probably not as hard as Ron DeSantis, because if Chris Christie can bring Ron DeSantis' numbers down one, two, three percentage points, then Chris Christie, for the most part, will be, he will be the nominee Uh, I'm sorry, he will be second in place to get the nomination. And that is not a place we ever thought Chris Christie would be. The only place I ever thought Chris Christie would come in second was in a pie eating contest. And depending on who else is in it, maybe even first. You know, if it's if it's him and Joey Chestnut, Joey Chestnut's always going to win. You know, if if Chris Christie entered the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, he'd be a sure second uh, after Joey Chestnut. But I didn't think, you know, I didn't think he'd be second in the primary, but it looks like he has that potential because he's going to go in there swinging, he's going to take down Ron DeSantis, he's going to attack him on every level, and he's going to make himself look like a big, bold, brash fighter, which is the persona that he always wanted uh, as far back as when he was governor of New Jersey. The other thing that you have to look for in this debate is the, uh, the performance of the other candidates and who attacks Trump and who doesn't. Because keep in mind, not only are we looking for Not only are we looking for a primary winner for the Republican Party, not only are we looking for the nominee, but you're looking for you're looking for a vice presidential candidate, potentially. I know a lot of folks think Byron Donald would be a great choice and he's not running. I know a lot of folks like Carrie Lake and she's not running either. But you've also got Tim Scott in the running. From a state like South Carolina, which is very important when you're running for president, he's African-American and Donald Trump and the Republicans have always been, they've been digging into that African-American vote and they would like to continue to dig into that African-American vote. So that's always something that you want to take a look at. And, And, you know, and then you've got Nikki Haley, who I don't think is going to go anywhere, but she was in Donald Trump's cabinet before. She could be in Donald Trump's cabinet again. Mike Pence is probably not going to be in the cabinet. But there's a look, there's a lot of positions that need to be filled in Washington when you're president. So if you win, you're going to look at the list of people who wanted to be president, who ran alongside you, who were on that debate stage, who stood up and said, yes, I want to serve America and potentially could have long and lustrous careers. It's not going to be Chris Christie. It's not going to be Ron DeSantis. They've already burned their bridges, um, just like Mike Pence. So that's the debate. Now, the other thing that uh, is interesting is Chris Sununu in New Hampshire. I want to I want to pull this story up because I want to make sure uh, Let's see Chris Sununu. This guy is this guy is an interesting individual. Chris Sununu is the governor of New Hampshire. And he's a very popular governor in New Hampshire. They like him a lot. He was supposed to be or he was asked by the Republican National Committee to run for Senate. Um, in the state of New Hampshire because, well, there was a, it was a potential Senate seat that the, uh, the folks in New Hampshire thought they could win. Instead, they got Don Bullduck to run and he did, not, uh, he did not beat Maggie Hassan. And so you still have a couple of Democrats from New Hampshire when a lot of people thought like Chris Sununu, based on the popularity he had as government, governor, would be a shoo-in to be a senator. But he turned it down. He wanted to stay governor. And one of the reasons we think he turned it down is because he hates Donald Trump. And he knows that New Hampshire is a very important primary state. And he came out with a statement. He says he's going to work to narrow the 2024 GOP field in an effort to defeat Donald Trump. This is from The Hill. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu vowed to help narrow the field of 2024 GOP presidential candidates in an effort to defeat former President Trump. Quote, as governor of the first in the nation primary state I will do everything I can to help narrow the field, Sununu wrote in a New York Times op-ed. I plan to endorse and campaign for the best alternative to Mr. Trump. As of now, it's anyone's for the taking. So this is really interesting. You have to realize what's happening here. Here's a guy, a governor of an important state. You got Iowa's the first caucus, New Hampshire's the first primary. These are the two states get all that got all the focus. If you can run away with Iowa and you can run away with New Hampshire, then it's very difficult to come back from that. I mean, Joe Biden did it, but that's just because James Clyburn stacked the deck in South Carolina for him. And then the the, uh, Democrats went in and started cutting deals with Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris and everyone else to get them to drop out. They probably bought Bernie Sanders another house somewhere so he would drop out uh, like he did when he was running against Hillary and she snagged all the superdelegates. So Chris Sununu in, in New Hampshire. He's saying he doesn't want Trump to be the nominee. He doesn't want Donald Trump to win New Hampshire. And as the very popular Republican governor of New Hampshire, he is going to work diligently to keep that from happening. How's he going to do it? Well, he's going to narrow the field and he's going to throw his support behind another candidate. Now, here's where it gets interesting. And here's what you really need to look into. He said, I haven't yet decided on which candidate that is. He said, I haven't yet decided which other candidate is going to get my support. It's going to be one of them, but it's still up for grabs, which means there's no alternative. Usually by this point in the campaign, you'd have an alternative. Everybody thought, including myself, that it was going to be Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis battling it out. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis fighting tooth and nail. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis going up and down, up and down, changing places in the polls. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, we thought were going to be the ones that were going to be battling to the death. Not happening. Donald Trump has already battled. He's already won. Donald Trump is 40 points above everybody else in this race. And Chris Sununu has no clear cut second place winner, which means everybody is last. And he's looking at this debate. He's auditioning. He's auditioning for somebody that he can support other than Donald Trump. He's auditioning Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Vivek Ramaswamy and Tim Scott and Michael Pence and everybody else to see who he thinks is a viable alternative I do- listen. If it's the first debate and you don't yet have a viable alternative, if it's the first debate and you haven't decided yet who you think has the best chance to beat Donald Trump, who you can throw your support behind, who you can narrow the field with, it's going to be a it's going to be tough for you. Also, keep in mind that as the field narrows, this is interesting because as the field narrows, you're not necessarily going to have the culmination of support go behind one candidate. For example. If, let's say, Ron DeSantis were to go back to Florida say, "Yeah, hey, I'm going home. This was fun and all, but I'm going to wait till 20, 28, uh, you know, see what my chances are like then. I'm just going to, I'm going to pack it in. I'm going to go back and do my job. Um, if Ron DeSantis did that, Ron DeSantis is following. Ron DeSantis is supporters. Ron DeSantis is voters. Ron DeSantis is, you know, fans. Whatever, his, his donator, he uh, is, uh, what do you call it? The people who have donated to his campaign. They're not necessarily going to go in line with whoever Chris Sununu picks, they're not going to fall in line with whoever is left over. Some of them may go to Chris Christie, probably not. Some of them might go to Nikki Haley, probably not. Some of them might go to Mike Pence, I doubt it. Some of them might go to Donald Trump. They're, everybody everybody gets a bigger share of the pie as soon as somebody drops out. So even if it gets down to two people, it doesn't mean that whoever that second person is, whoever that alternative that Chris Sununu is backing, it doesn't mean they're going to just automatically get all the vote. Also, Donald Trump's polling in New Hampshire is pretty dominant. Uh, even though Chris Sununu's is popular, so is Donald Trump. Now, later on the show today, and I'm very excited about this. And if you uh, if you can catch the show live, definitely do. We're going to have um, Carolyn Levitt on the show, and she is a uh, she works with the Donald Trump campaign. She's a young woman who ran for Congress, and had she won, she didn't. But had she won, she would have been the youngest. Congress person in the history of the United States. I think she's like 23 or 24. And um, and now she's a surrogate for the Donald Trump campaign. And she's out there in New Hampshire and she's working hard and she's working diligently. And she knows all the players and she knows Chris Sununu and she knows what it takes uh, to fight and battle in New Hampshire. And and so we're going to chat with her a little bit today about two o'clock Eastern, one o'clock Central. And if you're tuned into the show on any of our Catriot Radio Network radio stations, awesome. If you're live streaming on any of our um, Catriot Radio Network streaming platforms, that's fantastic. If you're not, you can always check it out on the podcast later, but definitely watch it because she's, um, she's 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 a firecracker and she knows exactly what's going on. And it'll be great to get an inside look into the campaign through her eyes otherwise don't forget folks your listless vessels apparel is now available at markkshop.com markkshop.com you can go get your listless vessel t-shirt or your listless vessel sweatshirt or your apron or your baby whatever you want to get you get it's easy to do just go to markkshop.com right now grab it uh we'll print it up and we'll send it right out asap so you'll have it Uh, Maybe not in time for the first debate, but definitely for the second one. (laughs) Definitely for the second one. And thank you again for downloading this podcast every single day. We really appreciate it. Without your... Oh, you know what? I totally forgot. I totally forgot. I promised it's Tuesday Reviews Day, and I didn't even read the reviews. Hang on. I'm going to go right now to the reviews, because on Tuesday, we like to read the reviews. That's why we call it Tuesday's Reviews Days. And I know that we got some new ones in, so I want to uh, make sure that I... I give props as promised. And the first one we got is from Linda M 33, who listens on Apple podcasts. And she wrote, love this podcast, five stars. Great podcast, keeps me informed and brightens my outlook. I am still laughing over impeach pie. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. I did enjoy, that was a good, that was a fun one. Uh, And then she put multiple laughy faces, not one laughy face, but multiple different laughy faces. Uh, Comment. Not review. Oh, well, all right. I'll just, I'll just assume it's a review. Uh, five stars, because, you know, there you go. I love, oh, this is from Bug 1972 uh, I love your show. It lightens my day. I listen on podcast only. Love the banter between you guys. Okay, did people miss that Biden said there is a $360 billion facility for climate control he approved, throws a red flag for me, and I would love to see you have on your show Rob Carson. Oh, that's great. Um, Long-time caller, first-time listener. That's funny. This is Bruce Bruce Lee, who listens on Apple Podcasts. Been listening to you for years and years. Best radio show host out there, and now best podcast host as well. Keep fighting the good fight. Can't wait for tomorrow's show, chief. Oh, I appreciate that, Bruce Bruce Lee. That is very, 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 very very nice of you. And then uh, this is from Wilkie, 1313. Great show. Fun and informative, the light that shines off your bald head helps light the way in the darkness. That's, that's, I'll tell you what, man, every cloud has a silver lining. And now I know why I lost all of my hair. It's so the light could shine off of my bald noggin and, and light the way through the darkness. I'll take it. I'll take it. If that's, I will sacrifice so that I can be your beacon of hope in what is usually a dark time. Again, thank you. leave a review, because every Tuesday we'll do some reviews. It's Tuesdays and Reviews Days. Uh, right here on Mark K Saves the Republic. And again, share this with people. We got to get the word out. We got to let people know we're doing this. We got to let people know what's at stake. We got to let people know who the best choice is and who's attacking us. And we've all got to stick together. That's the thing. We're, 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 there's too much division, not in the country. The country's going to be divided. There's no, there's no getting around that. The Democrats have decided they're going to divide it. And they did. But the Republican Party's got to stand firm and stand together. And there's too many conservatives out there who think they know better and who want to tell the people what to do instead of listening to what the people want them to do. Well, we're the people and we've got to keep telling them what we want them to do. We've got to make them understand that we are in charge of our party. We are in charge of our country. We, the people of the United States of America, are the ones who choose who, to lead, who leads us. Uh, we don't let the leaders choose how they're going to lead us. Right, that makes perfect sense. Anyway, keep listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more information, more inspiration, more enlightenment, more entertainment, so that you and me and everybody else, we can stay positive and we can stay motivated to save the republic.